You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mela Borowski and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Today we're going to be talking about money, manifesting abundance into your life through magic. Are you already excited? Because I am. Our guest is Morgan Blackman, an intuitive wealth coach who believes that education is the path to any kind of freedom. She feels that the best way to financial freedom is through blending finance and wellness. And she takes a holistic approach to attracting and managing money. And that holistic approach, y'all, does include magic. So I am thrilled that you are here with us, Morgan. Yes, Welcome. thank you for having me, Mila. I'm so excited. <laughs> so how how did you decide to become a wealth coach? Yeah. By the way, that introduction was lovely. I think that's the best introduction <laughs> I've ever heard. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, yeah, I got started uh, about four years ago. Um, my financial journey, I think it's different than most people who have you know, either become uh, finance coaches or have maybe just um, found their way to financial freedom. So uh, four years ago in university, so I'm still quite young, I uh, had a friend who was investing and um, I started learning from her I started asking her a lot of questions just being very inquisitive and so I always say like my financial journey was somewhat backwards so I learned about investing first and like having your money work for you and investing in itself is is, is kind of magic you probably get into it a bit (laughs) later (laughs) and then um working backwards you know in order to invest into the stock market and and other types of investments you you have to have money so I had Mm -hmm. to then learn you know how to um you know save and budget more effectively and and um, how to pay down my debts and things like that. And then following, so I've been investing for almost five years now and I got to the point last year where I was like, I'm in a very good place. And I know that there's a gap amongst, you know, women just being confident in managing their own money. For a long time, it's usually been, you know, the man that goes out there and works yeah. and makes all the money and brings it home. And he kind of decides what's, to, you know, like what to do with it. And now right. we have more women than ever who are, you know, graduating, having degrees and, you know, out there having jobs and making actually more than the husband, right? And bringing more mm-hmm. money into mm-hmm. the home. So I think it's a very crucial time that, you know, women start to understand not only how to go out there and make lots of money, but like how to manage that money as well and how to have it work for us. So... Um, I wanted to sort of close that gap. And so Holistic Bucks, the the name of my company, is is doing just that, really educating and empowering women to step up in their finances and um, learn how to build wealth, essentially. Oh, that's awesome. So money seems to be, um, well, there seems to be a mentality that it's either the most important thing in life or the absolute root of all evil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So why, why are we so imbalanced on our views? Oh, I love this question. I honestly feel like in anything in life, especially if we're looking at it from a spiritual perspective, we shouldn't really label anything as good or bad. So I think Mm. that's the issue right then and there, right? Like labeling money as something good or evil. It's really just 
a resource. It's just a thing. Yeah. It's just like an energy, just like how everything else is an energy. And it depends on how you use it, right? So mm-hmm. you can use money to do really great things. And you can also use money to do really evil things. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't control who decides to do what with it, right? But you yourself, you can develop a relationship that is more meaningful, that is purposeful in how you spend and manage your money. And for me, like growing up, I had, it was somewhat like, you do go back and forth. It's like this flux of like, you know, good or bad because, you know, like you maybe get like a birthday present and, um, or like a card and you, you know, like you see money fall out of the card and you get excited <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, money, right? And you have this really good relationship with it. But then you see like bad things happening out there in the world. You watch the news and a lot of the times you're like, oh, well, you know, this happens because, you know, money. Like people do all these greedy and evil things just for money and the inequality in the world, the poverty. You have, you know, the 1%, you have people with more money than they need and then you have others that are suffering and it's like, oh, like only money can do this, you know? So (laughs) I always grew up (laughs) and I had a Christian background. So I think there's even a verse in the Bible where it's like, oh, the love of money is the root of all evil or just, you know, so yeah, it was, my upbringing was very contradictory around um, my relationship with money. And yeah. <laughs> I think that happens with a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are a few of the bad habits that are keeping people from having financial freedom and maybe even especially women? I think just piggybacking off what we were talking about, definitely the limiting beliefs that we have around money. So whether it's, you know, thinking that money is evil, um, thinking that if you have more money, then that means someone else has less. So I think a lot of women have that fear of receiving or asking for money. That's really Mm. big, especially women that have uh, businesses like you and me are both entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So we know a lot of women struggle with, you know, pricing their services or their products and if it's someone, you know, in a nine to five, maybe it's 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 asking for a raise or a promotion, right? Where that's an area that men feel very confident in stepping up into and, and, and asking for things that they don't necessarily deserve, but they still get it, right? So, right, right. <laughs> yes, really, uh, women, I, I feel like there's um, a lot of bad habits around not asking for what we're worth or um, thinking that we're deserving of it. And it really comes back to, yeah, just like self-worth. Why do you think that money, it, it could be some associations that you have with money that you look at, you know, from a more negative light. Like we said, you know, money's evil. It's 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 this thing where if I have more of it, that means someone else has less. We also are told like money doesn't bring happiness. So we feel a bit weird when it's like we're chasing money or we're asking for more because mm. especially like people who are, you know, in the spiritual realm, we really think that, oh, asking for money isn't, a a right thing to do it's not a just thing to do I should be doing things for free and you know I shouldn't be chasing money or 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 wanting to have more than just enough right because having more than just enough means I'm greedy so Hmm. really going back into like what beliefs do you have around money why do you have these beliefs and are these beliefs necessarily true or are you know are these beliefs that systems and institutions have placed on us (laughs) I heard actually this really good um I don't know if it's like an analogy or like a really good way to kind of just look at it. Like a baby that comes into this world, you wouldn't look at the baby and say, oh, it's not deserving of, of abundance and, and wealth, right? Like it just yeah. is. It's deserving of everything that it wants. But it's like as we get older, <laughs> we start to place these limiting beliefs on ourselves. Like, oh, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of that. But we are. Mm-hmm. We all are worthy. It's, it's, it's our birthright to call in and ask for whatever it is that we want. 
I did a project when I was going through hypnotherapy school about self-worth, self-esteem mm-hmm. in women, specifically in women. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much money, you know, your family makes or anything, yeah. across the board, the self-worth of women was so low. low so I think exactly. that plays into it. Like what you were saying mm-hmm. is that we just don't feel like we deserve it because we just don't think that highly of ourselves. Of ourselves, exactly. Yeah, it's it's mm. super sad, <laughs> and it shows up not in money, right? Like that also that energy yeah. shows up in our relationships and exactly, um, and yeah. in our health and in our work. So yeah, yeah, and in our spirituality. In our spirituality, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So manifestation is really a huge topic right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff out there about it, and there are a lot of different views and beliefs. Um, yeah. But at its base level, can you explain to someone who might not be familiar what manifestation is? I simply think manifestation is just asking and putting out there into the into the universe what you want and waiting mm-hmm. to receive it. <laughs> yeah. That that sounds really good. (laughs) I think that a lot of the things that we do, even as witches, is at the very core manifestation magic because we're just trying to change the world around us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In our everyday. Yeah. And you can use manifestation magic to call in money and abundance. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't always know where to start. So what what's a good start for someone just beginning to use Mm. magic for abundance? Yeah, there are a couple things that I like doing. I I think everyone communicates in different ways or we learn in different ways. So I say if you're someone that, you know, tends to write um, or you love writing, definitely journaling would be something good. And specifically when you're journaling, um, writing out affirmations. So affirmations are literally just positive statements or beliefs about um, yourself or what you want to call in. Um, a popular one that people love to use is like I am statements because just the two words I am are just very powerful and connected mm-hmm. to source. So usually you can say, you know, things like I am open to receiving or I am an abundant being, things like that. And I always tell people to say affirmations that you actually believe. And <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you'll hear like, oh, you know, I'm a money magnet and people tell you to say that but if if you don't feel like you're a money magnet then you probably shouldn't be saying it right because it's just gonna defeat the purpose so you want to go into any kind of manifestation with actually believing what you're stating and affirming and getting into the feeling so Mm -hmm. not only just saying you know i am or writing out sorry you know like i am um an abundant being but actually feeling that as you're writing that right what does that look like being an abundant being Mm. I love writing. Um, another exercise you can do is uh, scripting. So actually writing out as if you've already received what it is you're calling in. That's actually mm-hmm. my favorite way to manifest in terms of writing. So I would, you know, just write out like a scenario. So say I want to, um, let's say I want to become a six-figure coach by the end of this year. So I would just write out, you know, I am a six-figure coach and all the things that are happening in my life, right? Like I have X, Y, Z types of clients. I have this many clients coming in. Um, I have these workshops and resources that are bringing in money. And, you know, this is how I feel, right? I just feel so overjoyed and I feel so deserving and worthy and abundant and I'm able to live out my life in X, Y, Z way, things like that. And just 
writing out like as if you already have it and then like i said it's really important to feel into whatever you're calling in so visualization becomes something so if you're Mm -hmm. someone who's a very visual learner or you like to picture things really just you can do this in a guided meditation just really sitting and picturing yourself whatever five years from now or in that activity that you want to call into your life or whatever you're manifesting um and then vision boards right that's a big thing that people have been using and talking about so also having pictures around you even even words so even for someone that likes to write i always say like write out your goals and put them in places that you often frequently visit right and you know you kind of get up in the morning or you go to your fridge and you see like a goal written out on the fridge or something that you're trying to manifest and call in just always having it in sight and then of course you have sound i'm just kind of going through the different i guess elements (laughs) or senses right (laughs) but you have sound so you can listen to um money affirmations like on youtube but there's so many out there um sometimes i like to play one like while i'm taking a nap or maybe before bed and just have that kind of like running through your subconscious yeah yeah i don't know if i'm missing anything else but there's like so many ways but yeah that's great advice yeah (laughs) just think through the senses i loved how you did how you did that just think through all the different ways that you could do with each of your senses senses exactly Yeah. yeah yeah So any personal experiences with manifestation that just wowed you? Yeah, all the time. Um, I think the biggest ones have always been, so for example, I just moved downtown Toronto and I've been living with my parents for quite some time after graduating. Um, I lived away from them when I was, you know, like living off campus for university, but coming back home 2018, uh, 2018, uh, yeah, I was living with I wasn't quite happy. I knew that I wanted to eventually move out, have my own place. And so on my vision board, which I've had maybe like three or four different vision boards, I create a new one each year. I always have Toronto, like downtown Toronto on it. Um, And I just always (laughs) visualize living downtown. And the one thing about manifesting is I think a lot of people, we get really caught up on timelines. So it's like, I want this at this time and then when it doesn't happen we're like oh my gosh like my manifestation didn't work (laughs) exactly throw the whole vision board out the window and really like at the end of the day it's the the universe always knows what's best for you right Mm. so and it may not show up in the way that you ideally want it to show up it may look like something even better right something that yeah weren't even able to picture. So that's sort of what happened to me. I always wanted to live downtown. Didn't know how I was going to do it. But with manifesting, you don't need to know the how. You just you just put it mm-hmm. out there. And <laughs> so, I, so I was planning to buy a house last year. Things didn't really work out. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to rent. And I was actually looking away from Toronto. So I was like, I'm going to, you know, search for something far out of the city because I assume that searching far out of the city, I'd find something cheaper. That wasn't necessarily true. Everything's like $1,500 and over if you want like a one bedroom to yourself kind of apartment. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So expensive. And I'm talking like three hours out of Toronto. It's still the same price. So I was online. I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to have to have a roommate. (laughs) So (laughs) kind of a downside, but I'm like, I can manage having one roommate, not four or five, right? Like I'm not going back to, you know, to like college days. (laughs) And I ended up getting a lot of requests from people downtown Toronto. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I'm not trying to live downtown Toronto. And um, I ended up uh, having two choices at the end that were both locations downtown and ended up choosing this condo. Funny story with this is that 
the roommate is also sort of like my landlord. Her parents own the condo. And mm-hmm. a week into moving in, she was like, it's, it's COVID here. We're kind of like in a state of emergency for quite some time. So a lot of yeah. things are locked down. And so she lives just for, like her parents live 45 minutes outside of the city. And she's like, you know what? Like all my friends are back home in my city. My, you know, like my family school is online. So I don't really have anyone here. There's no purpose of me being here. So she's like, I'm going to, I'm just going to move back in with my parents for now. And mm-hmm. so technically I end up having this place downtown Toronto paying the same price and it's all to myself, right? So she wow. has, yeah, it's just like last October. And I'm like, wow, like, and like, it's a beautiful condo. It's like a luxury condo. It was built like two years ago, brand new, wow. like gym on the bottom floor. I have my own bathroom, like on suite laundry and nice. paying like a thousand dollars. Just literally yeah, wow. That's and amazing. she's not here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I always tell people like even abundance doesn't have to look like just money like monetary you know a flood of like money coming in it could just look like me renting out this place for like half of what it would be if I had to live in something my own you know like by myself and it just so happened like the universe was like okay we're gonna kick her out and like you have your own place you know it kind of just worked (laughs) out (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow Yeah. yeah yeah so any other tips or ideas for calling in abundance hmm we may get into it, but definitely I love doing candle spells. Mm. I do anything that really, it depends on what element I'm feeling for that day in terms of magic. So whether that's, you know, I want to play with more fire energy or water or air. So sometimes, you know, if it's like air energy, that's that's more like meditation for me, a guided meditation. Maybe I'm visualizing, you know, what wealth looks like to me or what I want to call in. But I've noticed lately, I don't know if it's like my astrological chart or makeup, but fire, like candle work is just, it just does the job for me. Like that's mm. my go-to. So I love doing uh, green candle money spells. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you do your candle spells, but for me, what's worked is I love to usually like a, just like a tall green candle that lasts for like maybe in uh, a day or two. And mm-hmm. I like to etch like my name in it. I'll, you know, put some dollar signs, um, maybe like an affirmation or how much money I want to call in. And then I will use oil and like stroke it towards my my heart center, mm-hmm. <laughs> the heart chakra. And I just sort of bless it. I don't follow or look up any, I used to in the beginning stages of, um, practicing magic I used to search up different spells and things like that to say Mm -hmm. but I just felt like just doing something from the heart you know like whatever I say would work best right so I just close my eyes and just tell spirit what I want to call in what I want this candle to do for me and I stroke it towards me because I'm in the act of receiving and then I would sometimes I'll add glitter or just like you know herbs and other little things that also represent symbolize money and then I just light it I light it and I kind of do like another little prayer on top of it again and yeah it's just I've been able to manifest um small amounts of money um and sometimes like I said it doesn't come right away but yeah in doing and that's actually one big thing about manifestation it's not also just asking but it's also doing the work right so mm-hmm. I light it, but I also have the intention of like, okay, what actions do I have to take in order to bring in this, this money as well? And then I also execute that. So, um, and then as it's burning, especially if it's like those seven day candles, um, or jars, I usually tend to 
um, every morning when I wake up, I'll kind of just like pray over it and kind of just reflect on what I'm still trying to call in, things like that. I think that it's really important, and and I've probably said it so many times in different podcasts when it comes up, but the whole Mm -hmm. thing about actually taking action and, and being witches, using magic doesn't mean that you just sit on your butt at home and light a candle or or say a few words and everything comes to you. I mean, miracles do happen, so I'm not saying it would not happen, but I always call it putting feet on your prayers because prayer is magic. That's what I think prayer is a type of magic. And you have to put feet on your prayers. So if you want a better paying job, get your ass out there and put in your applications. Go and meet people. (laughs) Exactly. But you can still do the magic too. And the magic yeah, may exactly. help you meet that right person or find that right job. But yeah, so I think yeah. that's a really important, a really important part. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always say like magic is sort of just like fast tracking the process. It's almost like you're kind of just trying to speed it up, you know, but you still yeah. got to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I've had a prosperity and abundance altar for about four years now. Wow. And when I actively work it, amazing things happen. Um, when I first created it, my husband was offered a higher paying job, a promotion where he worked, like a major promotion. And it happened within just a few weeks of me building that altar. And I do have a green candle on it, like you were saying, green, because green yes. is the kind of the color of money. I have a golden $100 bill that I have sitting on it in green stone and green stones, gold, the fool's gold and different things mm-hmm. like that. Not long after he got that promotion, he goes out and he does gigs. He plays drums. And he was at this festival, and I had I had lit it a few days before. He was out there, and he bought a $5 raffle ticket just on a fluke. Someone walked up to him. He had a $5 bill. He never carries cash. He bought that raffle ticket and came home from that gig with a smoker, a brand-new smoker on his truck that he had won in that $5 raffle. <laughs> And we were able to sell it for three or four hundred dollars. And that was just, I mean, that was literally a few days after I worked that altar because I don't keep it burning all the time. I just actively go in, like you were Mm. saying, and I burn the candle. I set my intentions. I use herbs, things like that. Every time I do that, it could be a little thing, but something happens. I think it's really, really powerful magic. So the key for me really is lighting that candle. And you mentioned candles. That's kind of one of the things that you do. What do you see as that relationship between spell casting and candle work? Not even just with manifestation magic. Hmm. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't even know if I have an answer to that. (laughs) I Yeah, I, yeah, I honestly, for me, I think it's just, that fire energy, like even just fire itself, it's just blazing, it's just passionate, it's just, you know, compared to some of the other elements, it's just very intense. So I feel like whenever I want something to sort of come faster into my life, I always just go towards candle work and just just using fire, right? Like other elements like water for me is more like cleansing if I'm trying to like release and get rid of things um earth is you know like obviously more grounding so for me fire is more like passion intensity something you know something that I'm trying to call into my life and I think that's why candle work I mean for me works the best but I think everyone has to find whatever works for them right so yeah I think that makes a lot of sense because if you think about the different elements water could take 
what, hundreds of years to do a canyon. Mm. It's powerful, but it takes a long time. Even wind against stone takes a long time. Exactly. But you go out there and drop a match in a forest, and you could have that forest gone in a day. Exactly, yeah. Of all the elements, that that works so quick. (laughs) Exactly, yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do the colors of the candle really make a difference? If someone doesn't have a green candle, is it going to make a huge difference? I don't think so. Like I said, it all like it all comes down to intention. Um, mm. I like to use. Most people have like white candles lying around, so white is good because it's sort of universal. You can use it for any yeah. kind of spell. But anything gold, maybe even red. But at the end of the day, like you can use whatever candle. I don't think it's that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, use whatever you have. have, The worst thing would be saying, I don't have a green candle, so I'm not going to do anything. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) This is a question that I ask pretty much all of my guests. What is the most important thing that you have learned on your own spiritual path? Lately, I've really been championing trusting the universe more and trusting that it has my Mm. back. And, and so many times when I look back at like doors that were closed on me and things not working out the way that I wanted it to, it just, it just all worked out for, you know, it all worked out in the end for some specific reason. And even when I think about getting to where I am today with being a wealth coach, I, for the latter half of last year, was actively trying to find a job in finance and I kept getting shut down. I couldn't figure out why, like, <laughs> um, I couldn't get a job in this industry and that I really loved. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to make something meaningful in my life. And it just so ended up that I was supposed to be helping others and to create my own business mm-hmm. and, you know, and helping others manage their money. So, and with doing that, I can find more success than, than working under somebody else. Right. So yeah, yeah. it always just sort of works out and, just, just, just trusting your intuition. Just trusting that the universe knows best. You're here for a reason. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, trusting your intuition. That's yeah. so important. So, how do we get in touch with you, Morgan? And, and if you want to talk about anything special you've got going on, any promotions, <laughs> go ahead and do that. Yeah. Well, I have a membership community called the Financial Well, and it's really a space for women to deepen and strengthen that relationship with money. So we, you know, I I love to incorporate a lot of wellness and spiritual modalities into my practice and there's a ton of that in the community. I show up um, once every month where, you know, all the women can come together. We just have a very candid conversation about, you know, our finances, um, manifesting, abundance. And I have guests, I have people in the wellness field or industry come in and do like a workshop in the community and stuff like that as well. And I have a resource vault, all that lovely stuff. Um, so the doors to the membership community opens at the end of March. So if you follow me on Instagram, that's usually where you'll find out things that are happening. I hop on my stories a lot. I do a lot of IG lives. So you can follow me at Holistic Bucks and I'm pretty sure you'll put it in the show notes. So I'm really excited about um, me opening the doors up again to the financial well. I initially started it last October. So I'm thinking of opening the doors twice a year. So um, at the end of March, April, and then I'll do it a second time in October, November again this year. So really excited about that. And then I have a free ebook. You can find it in the link in my Instagram bio um, on mastering your money mindset. So (laughs) sort of helps with, uh, sort of adds to whatever we were talking about today. Yeah. 
yeah, if you want to follow up, you can. Um, and then, of course, I have my um, my mailing list. So every week I send out uh, e-weekly newsletters. But if you sign up for the, the e-book, I'm Mastering Your Money Mindset, you automatically get entered into my, onto my mailing list there as well. Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So yeah. Holistic Bucks is what people yes. will be looking for. Yes. Thank you. Morgan, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us on this important topic. It's been a lot of great ideas, tips, insight. So y'all show Morgan and all of our guests some love by visiting their websites, checking out their social media, maybe even reaching out to them. And if you chat with them, tell them that you heard about them on Bell, Book, and Candle. Of course. And don't forget (laughs) that you can always send me comments questions by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me and I might just use it on one of our episodes. So take care and y'all be blessed. Here's a candle spell from House Magic, the good witch's guide to bringing grace to your space by Ariana. She says for prosperity to light a green candle in your prosperity corner, which she says earlier in the book is the southeast corner of a room or your house. The new moon is an excellent time to meditate on how you're going to create strategies to bring prosperity into your life. You can bless stones such as citrine and malachite and keep them in your prosperity corner. Keep citrine clusters on your desk or around the house. You can put items such as citrine, malachite, quartz crystal, cedar, cinnamon, clove, ginger, honeysuckle, mint, nutmeg, or pine into a pouch. And here is a spell for it. I call upon my higher self to fill my life with abundance and wealth. The boundless energy of love and light expands my life with eternal delight. No harm shall come to anyone. This I pray thy will be done. Prosperity will come to me. This I ask and give thanks for. Blessed be. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.